one of the uh, one of the things we get to do at least on an annual basis. Uh, if it's a good year, then more often <laughs> we get to check in with the uh, president and chief executive officer at Maimonides Medical Center in Brooklyn, New York, which we have pointed out uh, oh so many times before is not just a uh, hospital for Brooklyn, but as far as our community is concerned, you could say it's a, a hospital for our worldwide Jewish community. And um, aside from uh, finding out what's doing at the hospital and uh, getting the latest statistics of how many births there have been <laughs> over the last 12 months, we get to wish a happy and healthy new year to its president, Pam Breyer. Pam Breyer, president and CEO of Maimonides Medical Center. Welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you so much, Nahum. I'm so glad to be here. So I'm so glad you didn't give away my, <laughs> my secret information, which is about babies, that is. Which is that this year we are probably going to deliver 20, no, that's wrong, 8,700 babies. Unbelievable. The, the, that statistic is incredible. I know, I know it dwarfs everything else in New York State. I would assume it's way near the top in terms of the entire country, right? Well, that's a good question, and I think we have to do a little research. I'll let you know about that next year. But, <laughs> you know, or, or sooner, as the case may be. But the not being the biggest birthing center in the state is a great statistic. But what's even better is that our outcomes, our obstetrics outcomes, are absolutely the best in the city of New York. Yeah. Compare the compare the numbers anywhere you want. Our outcomes are the best, which is really what it's all about. Yeah, I mean, so, you, you talk about nationwide. I, I was looking at some of the rankings in general, cardiology, cancer, strokes, etc., and it's it's incredible where you and your staff are uh, so close to the top uh, and, and and hovering with the uh, with the with the top as you are the top medical institutions in this country. But Pam, if you don't mind. I, I wanted to start, and even though I jumped right into the whole, uh, you know, thank God so many babies uh, topic, I wanted to start today with the topic of New Year's resolutions. And I'll tell you what I mean. I am getting more and more frustrated, and knowing how much you care about the health of our community, I can only imagine how frustrated you are. I am getting more and more frustrated with those who insist on continuing their smoking habit. Is there any way, especially with the statistics telling us how much of a lower risk one is for lung cancer once they quit smoking, is there any way to make a real impact in our community in this area? Well, that that is really an important question because not smoking is one of the best things that you can do for your health, right. along with properly immunizing yourself against horrible diseases. So we are, we have been on this no smoking program for a very long time. There's no smoking around the hospital. Of course, I have to keep enforcing that. I actually meet with um, some of our staff who persist in smoking like five blocks away. But if I know someone's a smoker, I certainly will talk to them. But of course, that's only micro and one-to-one, and our chat, our task is to do something much bigger. We offer free smoking cessation classes. Ooh. We do the patch, of course, without charging. Right. Um, we 
proselytize young people when we meet with them and say things with them. And, you know, it's, it's so challenging. There are some groups, I will say, who, that, I should say, smoke, smoke more than others. Right. So well, the numbers. It, it, it's remarkable to me that our community that is, thank God, so dedicated to life and so dedicated to the, you know, the pursuit of a healthy life in general, uh, it, it's amazing to me that we're not making a greater impact on the younger generation in this area. And, uh, you know, maybe one visit to the cancer center for some smokers will will set them straight a little bit when they see what type of suffering certain people are going through. Well, I mean, I wish it were I wish it were that easy, though. I think that, too, is a, is a great idea. Um, it's it's almost as though it's easier to get people to um, take a vitamin pill right. than it is to quit smoking. Right. And people don't even do that enough. <laughs> the problem is, of course, we can all stand on our heads. And if the people who smoke don't understand and want to change and want to quit smoking, nothing's going to happen. It doesn't mean we don't keep trying. Right. Um, but it's so smart of you to to raise this basic primary public health issue and really we can never um, we can never talk about it enough. Oh, no question about it. I mean, as, as I get older, like I say, it drives me nuts. And I, I figured, you know, the new year starts tonight at 630. What uh, a good time. It would it would be a good time. Wouldn't this be <laughs> this would be a good New Year's resolution? No, <laughs> you know? absolutely, absolutely. Sometimes I have to add to that that um, separate and apart from that, which would be probably one of the best New Year's gifts you could give to your family and loved ones and to yourself. Um, I'm still on this colon cancer screening right. kick um, because that too. If you get tested for colon cancer regularly, like every 10 years, unless there's some other reason, right. you can really cure cancer, colon right. cancer. Right. And that, too, is a big struggle to get people over the age of, I don't know, 45 yeah. to, to show up and do the necessary preparation and get those tests. And I know we've talked about this before. Oh, yeah, hundred percent. And 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 you keep telling us year after year how the uh, you know the early detection. You, you you think early detection is uh, you know is a lifesaver, which we know it is. But year after year, because of the advancement, you see how much how much of a savior it is. Now, thank God, it doesn't even it doesn't even have to be as early as it used to be. And it's amazing what the doctors could do at this point. No, I think I think that's right. And I did have this. I still have the goal, of course. I, I still, I had this passion to wipe out colon cancer in Brooklyn because I figured I had to set, you know, an easy task for myself <laughs> to do, yeah. like getting people to quit smoking. Yeah, talk about and, New Year's um, resolutions. <laughs> but I'm not on top of that yet. Try me again next year. I'm beginning to think we're going to have to do it shul by shul, church by church, and just really shame people into going to do it. Yeah. Well, um, because it's so crazy. Well, I told you, if there's an event like that or a uh, a seminar or uh, or some type of uh, health program, which seems to always get a big crowd when you're there, uh, let us know about it. We'll make sure to tell everybody about it. Pam Breyer is with us as we um, talk about Maimonides Medical Center and to do, do somewhat of an annual report because we get a chance before Rosh Hashanah, before the brand new year, to speak with the president of Maimonides Medical Center here on the air. All right, so I alluded to it earlier, uh, and so many people in Brooklyn, forget about outside of Brooklyn, so many people in Brooklyn don't realize this. 
uh, the numbers, the rankings when it comes to uh, uh, heart attack patients, pneumonia patients, angioplasty patients. I mean, it's incredible where Maimonides ranks right now nationally when it comes to uh, cardiology and it comes to, uh, uh, you know, stroke and cancer, all these different areas. So once again, I am so you're just you're up on top of all those numbers. And I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate having the opportunity to tell all your many listeners about this. So this year, again, the statistics show us that your chances of survival of a heart attack or a stroke are greater at Maimonides than any other hospital in the city except for New York Presbyterian, which does have a great cardiac program, I will say, Um, but better than all of the others. So since time is always of the essence with heart attacks and stroke, and since our numbers are so terrific, I cannot imagine uh, that one, you know, that anyone would in that terrible position would want to go anywhere else. Right. So basically, want a bad word. Right. So so basically, so basically, what the researchers are saying is, if you're near a hospital. If you're, if you have to be near a hospital while having a heart attack, God forbid, one of the top two hospitals in New York City that you want to be at is Maimonides. Correct. Simple as that. It is really, we have unbelievably great doctors, and a couple of years ago, year and a half ago, we invested a significant amount of money in recruiting some more specialists, and we built something called a hybrid OR, which really means it has all the cardiac and vascular services, including a CAT scan, a cath lab, an OR, all in one emergency, all in one operating room. And the purpose is so that we can do procedures for people who are older and who aren't candidates for really invasive surgery or artificial, um, or artificial hearts, or even um, heart transplants. And it is so wonderful to watch people come into the hospital. Of course, they're, they're suffering, but you know, hopefully, God willing, they're going to get better, and walk out on their own. I mean, it's, it's, it's really what this is all about. Could you tell our listeners about the robotic operating room, please? Well, that is really the robotic operation. That is totally done without the surgeon necessarily being in the room. Well, no, actually, there is a surgeon in the room, but the robot, the surgeon uses this robotic machine. I don't think we'd operate on anyone without a doctor in the emergency room. <laughs> well, I didn't mean, I didn't mean, room, I didn't mean, I didn't mean a doctor. I meant that one of the main people doesn't necessarily have to be there. That's all. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely right. I was just <laughs> chuckling to myself about the robot doing those <laughs> Because we've been told that literally, in some cases, um, you know, I mean, surgeons, professionals, names that would be well recognized around this world, and certainly in our community at Maimonides, have have instructed teams what to do just by looking in on the surgery for oh, miles, and my, which is unbelievable. I know it is. It is very Star Wars-like. It is unbelievable. But sometimes um, I get letters in the mail from people who have come out of the surgery. And a couple of weeks ago, I got a picture 
from a man and his wife. The man had had this surgery, and they were at a party dancing. <laughs> Warmed my heart. I full, cannot even tell you. I guess full recovery, huh? <laughs> oh, I guess so. <laughs> Thank God for that. Pam Breyer is president of the Maimonides Medical Center. I know before the new year you always like to take the opportunity to recognize uh, a different groups of people that have been essential to the hospital. First of all, of course, Beaker Cholim, and maybe we should in general uh, thank everybody who comes to the hospital to visit the patients. Am I right that you always say there's not enough visitors, that we need more and more to come? Oh, right. <laughs> um, oh, my goodness. I'll tell you what. We need, we need loved ones of our patients to let patients rest after they've had surgery or are ill. Of course, we all want to be with our loved ones and support them and be there to look out for them. I I, I do the same thing. <laughs> but we got to give them a break sometimes, huh? <laughs> but however, you know, 9 o'clock at night is not a good time for visiting, which happens all the time. Yeah, I joke, by the way, and of course, Pam and I always praise the mitzvah that people do in visiting, but I joke because Maimonides, I mean, you could imagine the way our community responds is filled with visitors all the time, and I know the, volu- the young volunteers do incredible work. They don't just visit. They actually help patients with a lot of different tasks. And then, of course, there are the people from Hatsala that have been... Uh, wow. they've been an, they are amazing. A great team with Maimonides Medical Center. Well, the Beaker Hoylands and, and Hatsala and the Hatsalas, I should say, right. and many, many other people who, who are volunteers. We still have the biggest volunteer program, I think, in the city. Yeah. Certainly we do. We have almost 2,000 volunteers. Unbelievable. It's, it's unbelievably great. And the doulas, those doulas just come in at night, and even even some of them come in at special dispensation and come in on Chavez right. because we That's do right. know that those babies are born at any time. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> they just show up and they're ready to come. Whenever they we have these unbelievably great women go through a very rigorous training course um, so that they are qualified to uh, hold the patient's hand and rub the patient's shoulder and back and really be um, handmaidens, which is what the word means in Greek, uh, to our many women who deliver babies. Yeah, they and all the volunteers do a great job, and I can imagine, I'm sure there's somebody in this audience that's panicking about the, uh, uh, about, about an arrival that's probably imminent, and they know a three-day yuntif is coming up, so. Oh, we're so, we're, we're so on top of that. <laughs> that I know, that I know. We are so on top of that. <laughs> if you want the experts in that area, then oh, you head, you head straight there. Uh, oh. fi- finally, anything, uh, anything, uh, in terms of the actual facility we should know about? Are you looking to, uh, well, we we are looking, and we've recently gotten approval after a very thoughtful, I think, community process. We are hoping that this year we will break ground and begin to build a new medical office, office building, a medical arts building wow. on 9th Avenue between 48th and 49th Street. Nice. And we have managed to... Uh, rearrange the staff in other places, take them out of those brownstones. We've bought a few homes for people who have lived there all their lives and resettled them so that everybody is comfortable. And um, hopefully, 
before the secular new year, we will be well on our way. It's going to be an eight-floor building. It's going to have parking, yay, uh, underneath, <laughs> underneath the ground. Oh, my goodness. And um, so that's, it's really going to be great. Yeah, only people... We're very, very happy. Only pe- we, are, we are blessed. We are just blessed at Maimonides to have the opportunity to, to serve people and to make them well and um, deliver babies. And, of course, we, we try not to forget what a, really what a mitzvah it is to do these things for people. And we try very hard to remember to do these things nicely and thoughtfully and respectfully. Well, as I said during the opening, it's a it's an effect that's felt worldwide because uh, you know you're not just in mm. you're not just in Brooklyn for the Jewish community. You're the epicenter of care um, you know, for so many people, and that literally means around the world. Uh, I thank you for everything. Pam Breyer, Maimonides Medical Center, great friend of this radio program. Always a pleasure to speak to you, especially now when we get to wish you a happy, healthy, and sweet new year. And a big emphasis on the healthy, Pam. You know what they say? Uh, big emphasis. There you go. When you're, when you're affiliated with a hospital, people wrongly think you want people checking in. The only people you want checking in are the mothers-to-be. That's it. Correct. Correct. And then we would like them please to go home and be happy with their babies. Exactly. <laughs> Shana Tova to you, and thank you again. Oh, and to all of the people who listen to your program. Greatly appreciate that. Pam Breyer, she's president and CEO of Maimonides Medical Center, doing amazing work in Brooklyn and beyond, and I thank you for joining us. Always a pleasure to speak to her, especially when we get to talk about uh, what's happened over the last year and the plans for the future. 7.30 in the morning, it's Erev Rosh Hashanah. The brand new year begins tonight, and this is JM in the AM. <laughs>